Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, May 18, 2021. We are looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, actually, it's quite interesting. So there's a number of things going on in terms of the daily chart. What we want to do is take a 30,000 foot view, pick it apart, and then drill down to give ourselves the what if. What if price drops below X? What if price rises above Y? What that does for us, it gives us the next high probability move for the market. That's what we're going to do here. What's jumping off the page on the daily chart? Well, there's a couple of things. A, they can't get through the 20-period moving average. It's become somewhat of a resistance area. Okay, fair enough. Now, what we saw beginning to develop was potentially building a sideways, eating time off the clock type of pattern, and that would have been after a move higher. So what that really is, is a bullish flaggish kind of thing. Fair enough, that would send price higher. Also, there's an open gap above that so far they've still missed and have yet to fill the gap. Now, there's a couple of things going on with that. A, that could be a sign of real weakness underneath the covers of the market. Number two is, it's a fake out. They're basically going to eat some time off the clock, and then instead of filling the gap, they're going to shoot higher well above the gap. We've seen them do that over and over and over again. They could be in another recock the gun scenario. Okay, there's something new. What else you got? Well, we got a couple of more things going on. A, we have a breakup candle low that was now just closed below today on this daily chart. So I'm talking about Friday's candle. The low was 413.18. You'll see that number appear when we get to inside the numbers. They just gave it up at the end of the day. They closed below it. So therefore, what's activated or what does that open the door for? It opens the door to fill the gap down here, 410.28. Why is that more important than it looks on its face? You see how the puzzle keeps getting wider, higher, and deeper? Well, let's just look at this thing from a logical perspective. Part of what we do circles around the big fat round numbers. They act magnetic. Also, from a psychological perspective, when we're spending a lot of time above a big fat round number and then all of a sudden they fall below, it has a psychological effect and sellers come out of the woodwork. The same thing goes for on the flip side when they eclipse one on the upside all of a sudden, you can get a buying frenzy take place. Now, let's think again about where that gap is. That gap is, an exact number is 410.28, 410. It's about $2 lower from where we closed today at 412.02. Yeah, what are we getting at? Remember, there's always a method to the madness. Enter the futures contract. Now, we refocus our attention on the big fat round number of 4,100. It's not as important as 4,000 will be, but right now 4,100 is the next 
big fat round number. So as we get closer, it becomes magnetic and they pull price in. There's a visual of where exactly 4100 is relative to current price. What else do you notice on the daily chart of the futures contract? Well, guess what? It just so happens that 4100 is not that far away from this particular breakup candle low from the 14th of May, which was last Friday. The low is 4105 and a quarter. That's just a chip shot or stones throw away from the big fat round number. Now we know what happens around those numbers. Sometimes they come up short, sometimes they spike them through, sometimes they hit them on the nose. Now you have another reason to be down there. Why? Running a test of the breakup candle low on the futures chart, 4105. You see how this all comes together? So check this out. You could have the futures contract running a test of the big fat round number, 4100. The SPY is essentially filling a gap. It's a plus or minus right around 410. The futures chart is also running a test of a breakup candle low. And the question is, are you likely to find, at least from a short-term perspective, garden variety of chart or market support? And the answer is yes, based on the full stack of information that we just reviewed. What about when you look at an hourly chart? Now we'll focus on the course, Lazy E-mini Trader, and traders that have taken the course will think in terms of a garden variety retracement from the recent low to the recent high, and is that somewhere in the vicinity of 410? And the answer is, it's not that far away. There's another item that gets thrown into the full stack. Now, this is also one of those situations where they killed them into the close. They really started to sell them at about 2.30 in the afternoon, so time was running out on the clock. It's one of the ways that the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew play games with traders looking to catch some of a trade. Case in point, they're likely to do this thing down at the big fat round number in the middle of the night. Who does it? The thieves in the night. The thieves are taking away the opportunity from the regular hour traders. They do that kind of thing all the time. Like case in point, they'll test it in the middle of the night. By the time the market opens in the morning, they're back where they are right now, or they're back even higher. They've already done the thing, and now you're scratching your head saying, all right, what's next? Meanwhile, if they do the thing during the regular hours, you have a shot at making some dough. What else are the thieves in the night responsible for? They're also responsible for the options traders that had puts. They're in the money by the close. They think they're going to get paid by the open when they see the market down in the middle of the night, and then they reverse the thing, and they're not able to get paid because they're in the process of getting a pie in the face by the opening bell. They do that kind of thing all the time. That kind of thing happens to weekly options traders over and over and over again. What happened inside the numbers? Did we have a beat on what was going on in the market? Did we have the numbers? We'll circle back to stocks on the move later. It's turnaround Tuesday. Wake up green, the trend is your friend until she dumps you. Remember the gap, 417.94 up north. We talked about it last night. It's on the table. Didn't happen, but at zero dark 30, it was on the table. In fact, overnight, the futures were pushing higher. 
So they were giving traders an indication that there was going to be some upside to be had during the trading day. Ultimately, they really got stuck in the mud, but that's what happened overnight. We're moving along to the early thoughts. Early numbers, and this is as they were pushing up in the pre-market, 416.75 is the spot where the bulls would like to open the day above. Why? It's the gateway to filling the gap around 418, give or take. Remember, they've been eating time off the clock under the gap for a couple of days. So the awareness is higher. On the south side, 414.50 is still the spot where things can change if they start getting below and closing candles below. In between is much of the same we saw yesterday. Makes a lot of sense, right? So let's see what else we've got. Still before the open 926, 414 is still the bigger pivot. While they're not close to it at present, if they drop, we can expect the same concept from yesterday. 414 is the gateway to lower stuff. Closing hourly below would be the ticket for the bears. We're focused on 414, it's a big deal. We were focused on it yesterday, we're again focused on it, and as you'll see, and you already saw, it turned out to be correct. Just after the opening bell, the spider was quiet, still 414 is the most important spot for now. Showtime for AT&T, that's a preview from Stocks on the Move. 416.50 from yesterday, as long as they're doing that, 417 but they never did go up there. They just went sideways all day long until the end of the day when they broke down. Let's see what else we've got as the day continues underway. Same thing from yesterday, 414.50 to 4.14. And just so you can get the visual, this is today's activity right at the vertical. So guess what? Right here at 10.05, 414.50, they ran a test. They went back up. They weren't able to go up, so they came back down. And you can see here, even into the end of the day, the last place, the last line of defense turns out to be the same 414.50. We had the zone 414.50 to 414. And the reason why is those two numbers come for different reasons. So when they're close by and they're for different reasons, it becomes a zone. Sound familiar? That's pretty much what happens with stocks on the move. It's not a coincidence. It's not an accident that all of a sudden you saw this happen at the end of the day. Now, you don't know that it is going to happen, but when you see something like that happen, you say, yeah, that was definitely an important spot. Otherwise, the market wouldn't have done that. That's my take. Given a little tidbit on AT&T here has to get over 29.34 to get going, You'll see why that makes sense when we get to the chart later. Let's continue on. More of the same back and forth with the spider. And you can see here another update on T. There's a method to the madness I'm going to discuss a little bit more when we get to the chart. More of the same. They're in the same general zone. Now here at 1019, I want you to pay attention to this. This is what we're going to discuss in more detail a little bit later. AT&T starting to push. Never know where the low of day will be after that kind of merger news from yesterday, but around the base hit level, I'll take half off and hold the rest as a just-in-caser. Moving along, more of the same with the SPY. It's not going anywhere. Another update on T. Here's the next hurdle. They've got to get above 29.92, which is the high of day, and if they can't, they won't do it. 
You need to know the numbers when you're in these trades. Slow motion grind, it's painful, so I give you the schematic. If they get above this, then they're working on this. If they get below this, then they're working on this. Now I'm also giving you a hint that if in fact their intent is to go higher, then they shouldn't really be revisiting this general zone. That's what I'm saying here. That's where the part science and part art form come in. Back and forth chop shop formation, no conviction either way. 414 is the line in the sand. If they give it up, the door opens for 412.35 and then some. Whether that would happen today or beyond remains an open case. At the time, they weren't below 414. That was what you needed to activate the whole thing. And then, by the way, below 412.35, you need to know about 411.50. Just to get the visual, right of the vertical is today's activity on this 15-minute chart. 412.35 is the line they spiked through. The next one up was 411.50. They ran out of time on the clock. And this includes the after-hours activity, and they're making a bearish, flaggish thing leaking lower as I flipped the chart over. What were the odds? But ultimately, they'll also get there, and they'll also head toward that gap and the 410 we discussed before. And that'll also take us into the end of the day. What I urge you to do is read all the notes. I didn't go over everything. You need to see what's being discussed. Do you think it's going to be helpful to you to read this during the trading day? Do you need to know where the numbers are? Do you need to know what they're back testing? Do you need to know what they're running a test of? Do you need to know what happens when they close candles like 10 and 15 minute candles or an hourly candle above or below a certain number? If you don't think you need to know all that, then you don't need this. But if you're a believer that that matters and that tells us what the next likely scenario is for the market, then you do need this. You need to also get the further education of what's being taught here all day, every day. It's my objective to teach inside the numbers members all day, every day, when they least expect it. The best time to learn is when you don't even realize you're learning. I just made that up, but it sounds fantastic. What about stocks on the move? We'll take a look at two of the three charts that were up on the board today, CVX and T. TAL did not reach its number, therefore it's a no trade, it's off the board. Chevron doesn't count getting a haircut at the open, and the reason it doesn't count is because you're not taking this trade after they ate time off the clock right above the number for this amount of time. Over two hours eating time off the clock above the number. You don't want the trade anymore. You can see where the number was important. They even rallied back to it before the closing bell. But we don't want the trade, so we just move on. The numbers work, but this particular deal didn't do the deal in the manner in which we want them to do the deal. Here's the AT&T trade. Getting a haircut at the open, furthering yesterday's decline. The number posted on the board bright and early was $29.16. They spiked it by just a few pennies, immediately reversed and went back in the other direction. So the high of day in the first 15-minute candle was $29.92. If you remember from inside the numbers commentary, you saw that that was the number that they really needed to begin closing candles above and pushing above. Why? Because when they get into no man's land, it activates or opens the door to go fill the gap up at 31 and a quarter or so. 
They didn't do that, but it was a reasonable risk-reward to think they would, which is why I made the suggestion, why I said to traders that I was going to hold this trade, because the risk is AT&T is not going to be 25 bucks today. Now, it could, but what are the odds that it will? And here's what we had. We already had a profit in our pocket. We got the base hit. So let's just say a trader took half of the trade off and put it in their pocket. So they have half the amount of shares and you can let the rest go. Maybe you get an all day sucker out of it. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but you never know which ones you will. It's a way that we can turn these trades into risk-free, emotionless trades. What about Camp IWM? Same routine, they can't get through the convergence of the moving averages. They tried to do it in the same manner or the same breath that they were trying to do it. They're trying to climb up the breakdown candle high. They couldn't get that done. So they had a down day about 1%, but we have to look at both sides of the tape. We play the umpire calling balls and strikes. So if you're doing that, then you must realize that the same thing applies that we talked about with the SPY, which is off the low, you still have the makings of a bull flag pattern from a shorter perspective, shorter time frame perspective. This can still work out to the upside. They may still be recocking the gun. We don't know. So if the S&P 500 begins closing below 4,100 in the futures, for example, 410 in the SPY, then we know it may be more than just recocking the gun. But if that holds and they start back up, that opens the door for another recock. Right now in the IWM, the bearish picture is less blurry than the bullish picture. There's more bearish attributes on the chart. That doesn't mean they can't have another rally. It means there's more bearish attributes on the chart below the convergence of the moving averages, lower highs, closing below the 20 period moving average on the 240 chart, closing below the 200, 150 period moving average on the 120 minute chart. So we can say that this chart really is in a downtrend. One chart doesn't make a trend. The larger charts take precedent. Remember the weekly chart. We keep all the items on the table. They all create the picture that the puzzle creates one piece at a time. So the weekly chart is one item, but we're not concerned with it until the end of the week. But here we are again, retesting these levels in the beginning of the week. And also remember, everything starts from a shorter time frame and morphs onto larger time frames. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Now they got hit pretty good today, down over 1%, almost 200 points, but they're still above all the moving averages, so it's just a down day until it morphs into something more. You can see on this chart, the 120 chart into the closing bell or the last 120 candle of the day, they gave up the convergence of moving averages. They were making, and they still could, the jury is still out, this could still be a bullish pattern. We could still call this a, it's not a flag pattern, but we can call it a bullish wedge pattern. That's a pullback pattern, but they gave up the convergence of moving averages. So that begins to diminish the pattern. They gave up this breakup candle low. On the 240 chart, they gave up 
the breakup candle low. These are significant things. That's why I watch a wide variety, a plethora of charts. The Qs, the folks out in Silicon Valley, they have a similar look off the bottom that the other charts do, that the S&P 500 does. It's the same routine. They could be building energy for another push higher. That doesn't mean new highs. It just means another target on the upside. They're still in a downtrend in terms of several charts. They're still making lower highs in the Qs. Tech is still under pressure. Now the financials got hit today down 1.71%. But here's why that's significant. Now, all of a sudden, the door's open for a potential lower high. Could be the same thing. They could be running this kind of a bullish, flaggish, wedgish kind of thing and go higher. They could be. But also could be working on a lower high. We'll see what happens. If all of a sudden you give up the low from the 13th, Well, that really is a lower high, and that really would promote more selling. I'm giving you a lot of goods tonight. I hope you're taking notes. Smash Mouth, below the convergence of the 50, 20, and 100 period moving average, making a bearish, wedgish kind of thing. Sure, they can build some energy, eat some time off the clock, and trade into those moving averages. Tall order to get above the moving averages, and also this breakdown candle high at 241 and change. Smash Mouth is a pretty good proxy, a pretty good indicator for the tech space as a whole. I would pay attention to Smash Mouth. They give up this low from the 12th in Smash Mouth. Good night, Irene. And it wouldn't be just good night, Irene, for Smash Mouth. That would apply across the board. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.